I'm Nicole Wakeland. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Eileen. And I'm Nicole. And you are listening to Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. And today we are just recovering from our trip to Southern California. Yes, where it was really hot. It is hot. Like like super hot. Like here it's springtime. I have a little light jacket on. I have my windows open there. My face was melting. Yeah, it's it's a dry heat, but it is a hot dry heat. It was over 100 degrees. Yeah. It's hot. You wear layers because it's cold in the morning. It's like being in Arizona, but... With the glory of California mixed the in. The glory of all that is California. Take it or leave it, whatever, whether you like it or not, that's what it is. It is. Now, we just got back yesterday. Have you unpacked yet? Um, mostly. I have not I've unpacked, but I have yet to do laundry, so I'm going to run out of clothes probably tomorrow morning. Same, same. I have, to, I have to leave again tomorrow, so I will be doing laundry immediately after signing off from here. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Should have clean Hopefully. clothes. No one wants I, to ride with you stinky, Eileen. No, no saying. one needs stinky underwear. No, no, no one needs no, no, that. No double wearing underwear. <laughs> Uh, especially not after our week this week. Um, So, okay, so we spent time in Palm Springs, we spent time in Encinas, and we went to the U.S.-Mexico border, basically. Yeah, we did. Right at the edge of it, we even went through the little border border control patrol checkpoint that was not in use at the moment, but it was there, big checkpoint. Not in use. They did give us a, the side eye lowdown though, as we we sped. I will say at a rapid speed past them yes. on the uh, as we yes. headed toward the off roading. Yes, because they're just sitting there in a little truck, and it's like zoom, zoom, zoom. And I think they say he's probably wondering, "That's another one. That's another one. That's another one." Wait, what am I watching here? What is happening? It's like the flash, right? It's zoom. Like, you didn't see anything you here. Didn't, didn't see, see anything, anything here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So why were we in the desert, Nicole? What is the first vehicle we drove in the desert last the, week? The first vehicle that we drove in the desert last week was the Kia Sportage. The Kia Sportage, that is new for that this is, model year, correct? Yes, it is new this model year. It's a completely new generation. It's it's not the Sportage you know. Um, it's a better Sportage. I'm going to say it's better Sportage. I love how you didn't say and love because there is no love I have for the Sportage. I'm sorry. I understand why people buy it. It's just not for me. Yeah, well, because that's in the case with a lot of like crossover slash SUV. I don't feel like I know when you call a crossover. When you call, I'm going to call this one a crossover for the next 10 minutes. I'll change to calling it, calling it an SUV probably in another five. This crossover, um, they're not, like, they're not exciting. Like, there's so many of them. It's like the sedan that just, you know, get through your day car of 2022. That's the, what it used to be, right? That's the old this one. This generation's different. Right, and the old one was like, it's like, okay, so you're doing a job sportage, like, good for you. The new one, I was like, okay, we're gonna go drive the sportage. This should be, this should be better. I mean, it wouldn't take a lot to be better. It's, it should be better. And it was, it was markedly it better. It was, and so- you and I had a day to get in it together. We weren't supposed to, but we ended up doing that. So we landed in Palm Springs. Yes. I got a phone call. I needed to actually rush home for a medical emergency my husband was having. So I was like, okay, Kia, how do we make this work? So I called, got my flight ranged, got everything changed out. And we basically had four hours to make it or break it for me. Yes. So we decided we were just going to do it. We're going to drive out there. We're going to do the course they had. I'll ride with you. I'll get to ride in it twice because I did the whole thing again the next day. But at least you got a taste of on-road driving and off-road driving so that you knew what it was like. Right. Absolutely. So I ended up doing about three hours total. I mean, we powered through it. And thankfully to Kia, I mean, not only did they help me get home and Jeffy, I mean, as fast as I possibly can, they also made sure I had time in the car. And that was tremendous. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and it was great. I appreciate your help with that too, facilitating, making sure I held my <laughs> held my s together throughout the day as I as I could not get home as fast as I wanted to. Yes, um, but took the put, took the lovely red eye back from LAX, which is always um, super fun. Red eyes, yes, and I made it. I made it home, and my husband's okay, and he's back at work, and everything's good. But who boy, do not recommend zero yeah. out of ten, zero yeah. out of ten experience. But the key experience, ten out of ten for how helpful they were and how great they were. But I love the sportage. So you know, it pulled in the that port crochet for us. I love that word, port crochet. That's a cool it, word. Yeah, it is. It is. It pulled in the port crochet for us at the Kempton Rowan, and we walked outside. And I was like, this looks a lot like the EV6. Mm-hmm. Like the front of it looks tremendous. Like you can see the design language. It doesn't look like the Seltos. It doesn't really look like any other. SUV that Kia has and I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing but I like the way this looks it's certainly better than like that deranged Porsche like design of the old Sportage yeah I think it's good and you know it makes sense that it's going in line a little bit more with the EV6 because that's you know their newest greatest most amazingest car that they have at the moment everyone's talking about it it is fantastic so you would kind of expect that as they start to do uh, redesigns of the vehicles they have they're going to sort of fall in line with that new that new look and it looks great it's not as it doesn't go as far as the ev6 not even close but it has little you can see little cues from it you're like oh these two things they kind of go together in the same little family right but it's not unfamiliar like you get in and you're like this is a Kia and it's a modern Kia. It's not, you know, and we drove nice ones, right? We drove a hybrid uh, version and we drove uh, the uh, more off-road version, which I know, you know, the trim levels. I don't have them sitting in front of me right now. Yes, you get. Go, Nicole, go. Oh God. Okay. This is a lot of pressure. So you go Google, have go Google. There, okay. So you have seven trims altogether. If I did my math right, unless Kia wants to break them down differently. So you get an LX, you get a base model that is like 20, just under $26,000. Then it goes all the way up to the Prestige. The SX Prestige sits in the middle. There's an X line. There is the X Pro Prestige. It's, there's a lot That's of- ridiculous. There's That's ridiculous. That's a lot, a lot of, of name. There's X line, X Pro, X Pro Prestige, and then LX, and then just SX Prestige. You got no, it all? Stop. You're no, totally on track stop. now, right? Kia, stop your BS. This is enough. Stop. I, the names are too normal, close. They're normal too close. things. The LXs stop. and the SXs and the X, but the X line, but then the X Pro and the Prestige. I have a headache. I'm rubbing mm. my head. I have a headache. Okay. Stop. Despite Get off the, it. Despite stop it, the names being utterly baffling. And like literally when I wrote this, I was I must have looked at their spec sheet. I'm like, wait, no. X line, X pro, no SX prestige. It does make sense. They have three that they can tend to be their sort of off roady ish ones and two that are more their on road ish ones. Now, when we say off road, let's be clear. You are not going to go on the Rubicon trail in your sportage. I mean, you could try it, but be ready to be helicoptered out. Cause you're not, you and your Rub- you and your sportage would be helicoptered right. you out. You and your sportage cause your sportage will not be driving anymore. But yeah, you can do some off-roading in this We The, the off-road course that they took us on, you really, they made it work. Like they made you, you went up some steep inclines. You went down some steep descents on the other side. There were some very uneven bits. There was very loose We were up on dirt. two wheels at one point. You were up on two wheels. And when it was great looking at the pictures because in the pictures you look and you think, oh, that sportage is done. It's like, no, that's what we were doing on purpose. And it was totally fine. It just looked like it was going to tip and looks like scary because you're thinking Sportage can't do that. And it's like, nope, Sportage can do that. Poop, wheel comes down. You keep driving right across the ground. It was as capable as a Jeep Cherokee. 
Yeah. 100%. I mean, it, it, it was fantastic. It was really fantastic. No, so for the off-road version, which of the 37 million ridiculously named trim levels did we drive for the off-road, Nicole? I believe we were driving the X-Pro Prestige. Now, which, that's a gasoline-powered version, correct? Yes, yes that is a gas-powered version. That it comes in at about $37,000. Which isn't bad. I mean, yeah. for what you get, that's a really decent price. Now, to get up there and to get back on Route 74 out of Palm Desert, which the last time you and I drove that was in a DBS Superleggera. Slightly different the vehicle. Aston Martin. Yeah, slightly different vehicle here. Just a little. And, uh, very different speed. Um, so, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, so, we drove the hybrid version mm-hmm. of the Sportage. And the, I want to keep on calling it the Sportage. Sportage. The Sportage. It, I mean, it's fancier, but it's not quite a Sportage yet. Like Sportage. But anyway, so we drove this. We drove up seventy four. I drove back um, at a, at a relatively good pace, and it held the road. It was great. And that that hybrid kind of does what other SUVs are doing, and Kia's doing what a lot of automakers are doing with their hybrids. You're getting a lot more power when you buy the hybrid version than when you buy just the internal combustion engine version. Like Rav Four did this with the Rav Four Prime. You're seeing uh, the other hybrids do this. Sportage hybrid, you get the exact same thing. Yeah, you get more power right off the line and it's fun. It's zippy. Well, and here's the weird thing. So if you bought a hybrid 10 years ago, it was like driving something with like a really, it, it was horrible and lackluster and it's not as good as a gas engine and they were loud and they didn't accelerate well and they were- You bought it because you wanted a hybrid. You didn't buy it because it was good to drive or you liked it. Exactly. This, it's this good to one, drive and you can like it. Yeah, this one, you're going to like the hybrid in this. You're, you're really going to like it. It's It's good. It's good, and I, I sort of recommend the hybrid, which seems like so counterintuitive to what I was saying about vehicles 10 years ago. You'll like the hybrid. I'm not crazy. Go and drive it. You will think it's really good, and you're going to get better fuel economy for it. So, you know, there's that too. Well, and it's not only that. So the drive experience in the hybrid is better, but overall, the interior of that car is so well executed. I mean, knowing what Kia is doing today with the last couple of vehicles, it's right on in line with that. Well, right in line with Sorrento and everything. It's comfortable. It's it's easy. It's it's high tech for its price point. Yeah, it's and that's great something looking. that Kia does really well. Hyundai too, you know, little sister companies there. They put an incredible amount of content in their cars for the prices that they're at. And their interiors always punch above their weight class. They have good interiors. The kind of things that you get on your Kia, you're going to have to spend an extra five grand to get that with other OEMs to equip the similar car the similar way. And this is no exception. It's a really nice interior. It's comfortable. It's quiet. Uh, it's the kind of car that if you're going on a road trip with your family, you can totally go on your road trip. You're not going to hear all the, the noise of the road and trucks you're passing and whatever else is going outside. That's not going to bother you the way it would in some cars. It's really, it's a nice car to drive. It's a good little family car. You don't mind sitting in traffic in it, you which is something you do going from Palm Desert to Palm Springs, which mm-hmm. for people who haven't been there, it's what, a couple miles, I mean, it's like seven, eight miles up the road, I guess. Yes. Um, and it is stop and go, traffic, light traffic, the entire way. And it's a lot of people who are like, just really super, super leisure, vacation-y travelers who are, yeah, that are, who are, who are really, really taking their time. And when you're not taking your time and you're on a schedule, you might get a little ragey behind the wheel. Like I may have screamed at people through the glass. I Ah! just, 
I, I just go like I, you and I it's so funny so like we drive together so often and we will find ourselves and particularly in Southern California I don't know why it brings it out in us but there are times when at the exact same moment completely unannounced we're just both like go screaming. at the car in front of us screaming screaming and not ragey screaming but just like in case you needed a hint you might be able to hear us from behind <laughs> like it's just it's it's oh my god there's yeah. something about Palm Springs traffic that drives me absolutely yeah. batty it is like when, if you're in a rush don't go there if you're if you're someone no. who likes to go with certainty in the direction you want to go, don't go there because you're just going to be constantly frustrated by everyone just wandering about kind of aimlessly doing aimlessly. their thing. <laughs> yes. And so when you do want to wander aimlessly, you should wander in downtown Palm Springs because yes. it is a beautiful little downtown area. It's cute. I'm actually planning on taking my husband there for a little vacation coming nice. up. Nice. That'll be yeah. fun. It'll be hot, but it'll be great. So I'm looking forward to that. But it's just there's cute little coffee shops and shops and restaurants. And it's just a great little area. And I really like that the Kimpton is so close to downtown from downtown to the airport. Yes. So it's like a block off of downtown. And you're like, what, five minutes from the airport? Oh, yeah. It takes two minutes to get there. It's easy. So you don't have to get up super early or leave super early to get a flight. You know, you can leave at a reasonable hour before your flight to get to it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So the other place that's really walkable that we were uh, this week was in Cetus, California. But not all of the Cetus and not all where we stayed is walkable. So let's talk about that and the new GMC Sierra after the break. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, and now we are back, and we are in Encinitas, California, just a little ways up the road from San Diego, and we are driving something completely different from the Kia Sportage. What are we driving? Completely different. We are driving the GMC Sierra 1500 Denali Ultimate, which is like the name that is primed for local TV commercials for your dealership. Like you can see like the the large on top, skinny waisted, over overwrought bodybuilder of a man <laughs> with his red button up shirt being like, come on down to Jim Smith Chevrolet and drive the new GMC Sierra 1500 Denali Ultimate. It's best. Bum, bum, bum. Like you can totally like hear, <laughs> hear that commercial. If there's a Jim Smith Chevrolet, he's like, she just did our commercial for us. (laughs) I don't know if there's a Jim Smith Chevrolet. I'm sure there is. I should have picked something else. We're making that up. We have no idea. (laughs) No idea. And I certainly don't recommend them above any other dealership in the country. (laughs) However, I feel like this truck is primed for their commercials. It is. So so the Denali Ultimate, which you've wanted to be called the Ultimate Denali. The Ultimate Denali. I actually had to do a find and replace in my document when I was writing it because I kept flipping back and forth one paragraph Denali Ultimate next paragraph Ultimate Denali much like the crossover SUV thing I can't decide I I don't really know what I personally want to call this regardless of what GMC would like to call it I'm undecided so they call it the Denali Ultimate but it is the Ultimate Denali correct Yes. So it, it sits at the very top of the lineup. It is the most expensive GMC Sierra 1500 that you can buy. And it if is you can buy fancy. it because you can't actually buy it right now. Right. And then if you buy it, there's certain things that aren't quite the way that they originally were 
when they announced this. I think one of them is the 16, let me get this right, 16-way heated power adjustable and massaging front seats. I think you can't even get those right now. From what I've read about the, like if you order it today, you might just get the 10-way not as cool seats because it's a supply chain issues. You know, this isn't like a bash against GMC. It's just supply chain is screwing up everybody. But you're still going to have the buttons. You're still going to have all those things. Like I just had a GMC terrain, which we will talk about in a future episode that had heated <laughs> seats, but it did not have heated seats, but it had the buttons there. And I kept hitting the buttons and it took me literally three days into driving it from before I realized that, no, they just doesn't have the chip for doesn't it. Doesn't really have that. So, yeah. So we drove this and it is, okay, my favorite thing. I tell you my favorite thing because I just like it because I'm a nerd. Yes. The, the chrome, they have this sort of smoky finish. It's not like this bright, bright finish to the chrome. It's called Vader chrome. I Vader know that chrome. they don't are not referencing Star Wars, but in my head, it's like Vader chrome. <laughs> That's all I hear is Darth Vader every time it's Vader chrome. That's going to add to the Jim Smith commercial. So he's going to be like, the Denali Ultimate in with Vader Chrome. Yeah. With a dark breath and then come right. on down, get your free popcorn <laughs> at our dealership. It's going to be that sort of thing. <laughs> Please, somebody, some Chevy dealer make that ad. That would be awesome. <laughs> That's all I ask. But yeah, so they've got the Denali Ultimate. It's got the Vader Chrome, which is kind of like that sp- the Apple Space Gray. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. So it's like, it, it's not because instead of just being this really bright, shiny, like blinds you if the sun hits it just right chrome, it has a sort of, this sort of smoky finish. It's like this ethereal kind of woo, fancy finish. It, it's an ethereal finish. Uh-huh. Ethereal. That, How do you like I, that? I, the, GMC desi- the GMC designers me calling you, thanking you for that description. <laughs> like, I never thought of it that way. I never thought to say it was ethereal. Uh, but, but there's I, a lot of grill. So it covers a lot of grill. It's it is, a big truck. It is a significant grill. It is. It, it's very bold. There's no. There's nothing timid. No timidness to this at all. It's a very bold truck. And even in the design, like when you get inside, all the cool stuff that they did inside of this one, they use this special kind of wood, pal, Paldeo wood. I think I'm saying it right. They have all this leather everywhere. And on the leather and on the wood, there are laser etched topographical maps of Mount Denali, which you can see and you can actually feel the texture in it. So it's it looks beautiful. I mean, it's very striking. There was one thing you didn't like, though. Do you remember what you were complaining about? that you didn't there was like. only one thing i was complaining well, one, about i feel like i complain about a lot well but this was about the design one of the like one of the aesthetic things in it that you didn't like you didn't like this was this the stitching the yes stitching on this one you didn't yes. like the stitching so, there's too much no there's well it's not just it's too much so like we had the one it's got light colored stitching and it's on dark leather and it's not just like stitching stitching it's like big stitching like the width of my thumb <laughs> stitching and it's yes. big x's and it is and it is like like the rest of the truck it is bold but i'm just like eh, it's just not for me i mean if you like it and like i i like the way baseball is stitched i like a good stitch this is not my stitch this is not my stitch i'm i'm that stitch stitch witch it's it's not for me i don't care for it but it should not hold you back. The other thing I didn't like besides its size was it was actually rough. So like I had my arm mm. on the armrest and I got indents up and down my arm, which oh, is for just, the, yeah. So that and, would be great at Halloween though. Cause I bet it would have looked like some, you'd been like sliced open and really sloppily like stitched, like little, like crazy little injury. Knowing how often I trip and fall over things, Nicole, you know this intimately. <laughs> I probably should not look like I've recently gotten stitches unless I could be real. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And there was another, there was one other thing that we found, I think it was on both trucks. Both, the, both versions of it, because there's the off-road and the uh, the fancy. The center console trying to open the lid. Oh, my God. So yes. I go to open the center console, and there's like a spot where you want to like put your fingers in and pull up. 
and I pulled up and nothing happens. And I'm pulling up. I'm like, what I'm doing? I can't, Eileen pulls up. There's like a tiny little, there's a, it's not even tiny. It's just completely flat against the console and you can't see it. It's when you're sitting next to it, there's a button and you have to push the button in. I swear to God, the two of us like, what is, what is wrong with us? Why can't we open Why the Why would you console? put a handhold? Why yeah. would you put a handhold in a vehicle where there is no need to hand hold? Like, I, I just, it baffles me. And I know that's where the wireless charging is. I get it. I understand. I just cannot. It's like the button should have been a little this. like recessed or something. So that as you put your hand over, you're like, oh, wait, no, wait, there's another divot here. This is where I should be. Nope. We put our hand right over it. But until I actually leaned down, looked at it and went, oh, there's like a whole little button. This is how it opens. And so like, we did struggle. The truck, if you own the truck, mm-hmm. you know that. Yes. But like, no, it was Stop. just a weird thing. I'm like, make this easy for people. <laughs> like, why? Why overcomplicate it? I don't know. Yes. We need a button. We don't need a lever. Our lever is too, uh, too mundane. We need to have a button. It needs to be fancier. It, it's the Denali ultimate, ultimate Denali. It's, it's got to have all that. <laughs> the oh ultimate of the ultimate. It can't just have a simple handhold to pull that open. I'm feeling saucy today about these vehicles. That's you the way I'm feeling. You are saucy, Eileen. I don't know. But I slept really well. And we slept well. We stayed at the Alila again, which mm-hmm. we love. Yes. Um, so good good to sleep there but we're there a lot so you and i actually were walking down the hallway together and we both had the exact same thought about our rooms yeah which are not the same rooms we've stayed in before no new rooms but we had the same criticism which is i think the epitome of a first world problem yes so when you stay at this hotel there is a lovely bathroom and on top of the shower head there's a sprig of greens I'm not quite sure what the sprig of greens is. I, I It's not like it smells like thyme or rosemary It looks or ocean something. adjacent. Yes, it feels like it's appropriate in an oceany kind of place. However, the first time we stayed, nice, fresh, bright green sprig of dried greens that looked lovely. The greens are getting a little bit long in the tooth. We need new greens. And we both thought of the same they're thing. Schlubby like, they're, they're, they're schlubby greens. They're schlubby greens. They're greens. You're like, these greens aren't refreshing my room. Now they're looking sad. They're looking a little neglected. I think we need fresh greens. So yeah, epitome of our first world problems. Um, I'm sorry, but the greens on my shower head are not green enough. Can I have a fresh set of greens, please? That's where we both were. <laughs> we were 100% into the into the valley girl with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we neither of us requested fresh greens. We're not those people. We, we just did not note. Yeah. We, and I mean, to be fair, the Alila had a lot on their mind. Um, they actually had a woman oh, yes. drive through. So there's an, it's at an intersection. So you enter the hotel as you come off of an intersection. It's all like one thing. There's like a little roundabout. And a woman, instead of breaking, actually drove at like 35, 40 miles an hour into yeah. the hotel, um, unfortunately hitting a valet in the process. And he was in not great shape, but we hear he's on the mend, sending our best to him. Yes. Um, and the people at the Alila, I mean, they cleaned it up. It was fantastic. They were great about it. Um, just, you know, rep- the glass had to be ch- fixed. They took out a planter. I mean, there was damage to the wall and they really turned that hotel around. I give them a lot of credit. Um, it was a very serious accident. Yeah. Um, thankfully, only one person was hurt, but still it was a, it was not great, but we no. did. We did. We were there for that too. Yeah, disaster kind of follows us sometimes. It does, but we didn't cause it, or we don't think we caused them. But it does sometimes just kind of come along with us. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yes. So anyway, so so we drove the ultimate Denali Denali ultimate mm-hmm. to from from Encinas to a coffee shop, as we do. Yes. So the coffee shop we went to was called the Skybound Coffee and Dessert Lounge, which honestly sounds really pretentious, but it was the cutest little coffee shop. It was, it was, it was, it was Alpha Melrose, um, about 15 minutes, I would mm-hmm. say maybe 15, 20 minutes inland. 
And um, it was really cute. We've driven by it a bunch of times, but I've never stopped. It's kind of like on a hill, and I don't think unless you see it, you know it. Yeah, and it's but, like in like sort of one of those little strip mall situations. So unless you were going into that little strip mall or you live there, you kind of just bypass and don't notice it. But it was really cute. It was cute. They had all sorts of yummy coffees and amazing pastries for a random coffee shop. We got and a, a gelato bar that yes. we did not hit, but we will hit next time. We will. And th- we got this really cool, like it was like a birthday cake kind of thing, but it was completely covered with sprinkles. I had a little pink butterfly chocolate on top. It was, really it was very adorable. It was very adorable. It was square. Mm-hmm. It was probably like four or five inches tall. I mean, it was big. It was a lot of cake. I don't think we've, we, I mean, we had like a group of us. So like we did finish it. We all but took I some. mean, yeah. Yeah, my tongue was definitely the cover of a ra- color of a rainbow when I was. Yeah, done with we, that. you have that whole that like rainbow tongue, like when you eat like an icy, and suddenly your tongue is whatever color the icy was. <laughs> so we both looked like from all the sprinkles. It takes us back to thing. our childhood. It does. Yes, right back it to does. our childhood. Right back to the childhood. So that was our little coffee stuff, which was absolutely delicious. I'd go there again, get more cake. I absolutely would go there again. I would one hundred percent get a latte there. So the Denali Ultimate is the pinnacle. It drives like. A Denali Ultimate should. I mean, it, it was it was fine. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. It's got better materials. It's a higher quality. It's got a brand new interior design for GMC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's well done. I mean, that's a tremendous. It upgrade. really is. Yeah, that is that is worth the price alone. Um, but it it lacks one thing, and it's a big thing. If you are somebody who tows a boat or goes to the water or has a camper or something like that. And that is, Nicole, you spent a lot of time researching this. Oh my goodness, because I was so confused. So there's this max trailering package that when they, in their specs, it's called like NHT or something. And I'm like, what the heck is NHT? But that stands for max trailering package. Why does something that's actually MTP abbreviated NHT, and if someone from GMC could enlighten me, that would be great. Either way, what that means is you can't get the maximum tow with the Ultimate Denali Denali Ultimate. Instead, you have a maximum tow rating of 8,900 pounds and a maximum payload of 2,010 pounds. If you go for the... um, Turbo diesel, sorry, forgot what it was going to, the turbo, it drops all of 100 pounds for the tow rating. So you're getting almost the same towing capability and the payload stays the same. So that if you want that 13,000, I think is what you can get on other trims that are equipped with that max trailering package. You can't get this on this. So if towing's your priority, this is probably not the version of the GMC Sierra 1500 for you. Right. You might just want to go to the regular Denali, which is available with that package and does up its capability. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, I mean, great. It's exactly as expected. They have come, they have delivered. I'm fine with it. It's fine. I I think it was good. Yeah, I've got nitpicky complaints, which is kind of where you want to be if you're a manufacturer. But other than that, I mean... That's what we've got. But then we also drove a different version of it. Yes, we drove one that was the off-road version. Off-road version, which had completely different scenario. Entirely uh, different vehicle, really. Yeah, completely different scenario. So why don't we talk about that when we get back from break? Sounds good. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, now we're back. We're still with the GMC Sierra 1500, but instead of the Ultimate Denali Denali Ultimate, 
we are with the AT4X, which I don't have a problem saying. I'm fine with that name. AT4X totally works. I can handle that. That one works for me. I like it. I like AT4X. It's it's a more powerful AT4, which is exactly what it is. I mean, if the yes. AT4 was introduced, I think, last year or the year before, and yeah, it's, it's been two years. I think it was 2020. I, I, the time, time and space have no meaning since the pandemic. I mean, really. Like, true. I'm like, true. I remember I drove it at some point. And that's when it was. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a couple of years old for the AT4. And that brought in some dark colored accents. It brought in some more off-road capability. I'm seeing a lot of them around where I live. Like, I don't usually see a regular GMC Sierra. It's either the Denali or the AT4. And so GMC is trying to build on that and dr- deliver AT4X, which is a more loaded version of the AT4 and right. a Denali Ultimate Ultimate Denali, which is the upscale version of the Denali, which makes sense. I mean, you want to you want to give people more options where their money is. And that's right. There's no reason why they shouldn't try and make more money, despite the fact they're not equipping their vehicles with all of their features because of chips. But I digress. Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. Mary, Mary's going <laughs> to call. Yes. She's going to have words. Mary's going to have words. Her leather jacket wants to have words. <laughs> she does wear that leather jacket. I give it, it's all the a time. power jacket. I give it to her. It's great. Yes. It's great. It is, it is yeah. her defining characteristic, though. It is. You know, I mean, there's worse things that I one know, could right? define you for than a leather jacket. I know. Right? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So we went to California to drive this truck, and we left early in the morning, which was early in the morning for California, not early in the morning for us. But we talked the fine gentlemen who were running the drive program into allowing us to leave about half hour before everyone else, which, you know, is usually verboten. But they were great about it because California is terrible for taking car pictures. You know, you think it would be a great place to take pictures because it's beautiful and sunny and you don't have to worry about rain and overcast days. But it is so sunny that it just washes out everything you don't see any of the that you see none of the texture or the the design to the sheet metal sometimes you just get this giant like overly saturated picture of whatever vehicle you're in so we went early because it was a little overcast from the what is it the 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 mist and garbage from the ocean. I don't mist, think it's garbage from it? the ocean that flows over the I air. I want to say the mist, the garbage in the air from the ocean. The mist, the mist and what do they call no garbage? They, I mean, there's garbage in the ocean, like, but not in the air surrounding you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's California, so there is kind of garbage in the air. I'm kind of right, actually. But so it was, so it's a little overcast. It was perfect for taking pictures. So we stole out early to take pictures, but because we stole out early to take pictures, I didn't eat breakfast. So we got the breakfast at Champions and we went to the Lucadia Donut Shop. Or shoppy. I'm gonna call it a shoppy. It's it got an extra P and an E, shoppy. so it's a shoppy. Mm-hmm. And um, so it needs to be acknowledged. It is retro, and when I say retro, it is a step back in time to my childhood, and I enjoyed <laughs> every moment. It reminded me of the mighty fine donuts in Erie, Pennsylvania, that I used to go to growing up. It had like paneled walls and everything was a yes. shade of brown or orange and it had that that <laughs> case that case that has probably been repaired by the same guy with the same amount of duct tape for the last 35 years but it was clean like everything was clean not to say that like older stuff like this was clean you walked in you were like this is a step back but everything looked clean but it was fantastic and the, it was just like it was the experience you wanted now cash only so keep that in mind but a hundred thousand yes. percent recommend lucadia donut shoppy they it was like a dollar Forty-five per donut, which is like unheard of, absolutely unheard cheap. of. And they were such good donuts; they were amazing. So we had the donuts, and the funny thing is, the parking lot is very, very small. Yes. 
And even if you were in a tiny car and I was in a very, very big truck and I couldn't pull in. So I kind of like pull behind people and do that. Oh, they're pulling out. I got to back up. Oh no, they're pulling out. I got to pull forward. Eventually everyone's gone. And I pull in next to this, I don't know, was it a minivan or SUV? But there is this girl in this car who's what, like 10 years old, 12 years old. She thought this truck was the coolest thing she'd ever seen. She's like looking out the window. She's pointing at it. She's like, as we drive back away, she's opening her door. She's looking. Meanwhile, her mom is like, get out of the car. We have donuts to get. This girl is like future Nicole and Eileen. She's like, but look at the truck, mom. Yeah, I gave her a thumbs up and she was like, yeah. Like, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Loved it almost as much as the donuts. Uh, the donuts, yes. so they have like classic donuts there. There's not cereal on top of them. There's not crazy flavors. It's just like, oh, it was such a good yeast yeast donut. But um, I, yes. I, we got a buttermilk donut. Oh, yeah. That sucker was delicious. That was, and it was hefty. Like that was a weighty yes. donut. But I think I got, it was a subst- I got four donuts. And two Diet Cokes, because, again, breakfast of champions. And to be fair, you and I had been up since 3 a.m., so we, we were, yes. like, five hours into our day. So this is really the lunch of champions. So Diet Coke was warranted. Yes, lunch of champions. So the mm-hmm. four donuts of the Diet Coke, uh, which, you know, made up for no sugar and sugar, uh, was, like, $10. Which, yeah. I mean, It was yeah, cheap like It's cheap, but it's, like, good. It's really good. So not having enough sugar, we then drove the truck to Julian Pie Company. Because, and it was, I was so excited when someone said, oh, we're going up to Julian. And I said, wait, are we actually stopping at the pie company? Because otherwise I need more time. And they're like, they said, no, you're actually going to Julian pie. So we went there and we I got there just as they Ju- opened. We pulled it at 9.01. They opened at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Yes. So we were there just in time for them to open. And the funny thing was I had messaged my husband and I said, hey, guess where I am? I'm at Julian Pie. Would you like a pie? And his reaction was, that's the wrong question. It's not, would you like a pie? It's which pie would you like? Because yes, of course I want a pie. My favorite thing though, is he says that and then you call him while we're standing in line and you read the flavors to him. And the first four options he told you were not flavors you read to him. And I love your husband, but what the hell? It was the ultimate like husband wife moment. Like I could have said there's strawberry, raspberry and apple. And he's like, okay, I'll have the peach. Like, nope, strawberry, raspberry and apple. Okay, I'll have the chocolate cream pie. Strawberry, raspberry, apple. Like, I don't know what I would, I'm like, pick one of the flavors that I actually, so he actually went with, and what your husband said about this was hilarious. We're from New England. This is a, this is a popular pie flavor here. And Russ has always liked it. The strawberry rhubarb to which your husband said, it's nice to see Nicole's husband's 80 years old today. Yes. I'm like, what? and Russ said, he was so, he's like, I am not, everybody eats that. I said, no, they don't, sweetie. That's like an old person pie. So you enjoy your little pie. It makes you happy. That makes you happy. He is not 80 years old. He's not even close. No, so. no he's only like 72. He's fine. He's right, fine. Right. He's a spry 72. He is. He's quite the spry 72. <laughs> but I got to bring home, and my husband has similar reaction. Like, oh, well, of course you're going to Julian Pie. And what flavor are you bringing home to me? Because there is no option. It's it's not whether or not you will. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely you will. And I purchased a peach apple, peach apple, Dutch yes. crumb pie. How was it when you got it home? Was it tasty? Oh, it survived the flight miraculously, as one does, because you have to fly first class with your pie. And yeah, and so it did come home. I actually have not eaten it because it's only been like what I've been home for less than twenty four hours or something. Like not even yeah. twenty four hours. Um, but my husband did, I believe, stick his finger in the middle of it when he got home. And probably mm-hmm. took a little crust with him and was like, he, he comes out, he's like, it tastes good. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And he was at work. So like he was at home for 15 minutes with that pie before he went to work. And it still 
has like a finger stick out of it. But it's worth it. I mean, it's yeah. delicious. I am looking forward to having it probably for dinner tonight um, because, you know, I'm an adult and I can do those things. You can do those things. Russ had a slice immediately. We had this huge dinner on the way home, this Italian dinner. It was Mother's Day, so we oh, went yeah. out for... Uh, Mother's Day thing. And then um, then he immediately gets home after eating all this Italian food, and, like slices out a quarter sized piece. Like it wasn't quite a slice. It was more almost a quarter of the pie. He's like, oh, I'm kind of full. I'm like, are you now? You just ate a quarter of a pie, buddy. <laughs> He's, but he said it was very so good. Did, was it a Julian pie? I remember you texting me a photo of your husband. You were driving and I think he was eating pie in the passenger seat and he was upset you didn't bring him a fork. Like, what do you got off the airplane? Yeah, he's like, oh, this looks amazing. Where's the fork? I'm like, I just flew this pie all the way from California. Like, where's my fork? I'm like, well, he made me stop at a McDonald's to get a plastic fork and a Diet Coke. God bless him. I and love your husband. He's eating with a little plastic fork because we're driving home. And like, so it wasn't even, and he didn't even eat like a, a slice shaped section. It's kind of just like, I'm going to eat this, this blop out of the middle of the pie. I'm like, well, look what you've done now. <laughs> I feel like we should mention that your husband is a, a slender man. Like yes. we're talking about him. Like he, he is on like my 900 pound life, no. but he is, no, he's just on my, my slim, slender 80 year old husband life. Yes. Yes. Who, who doesn't eat a pie, eats a pie like a 12 year old. Old. But so I mean, does, that's the way pie should be eaten. You should not really, be eating delicately. Right. You should never yeah. eat it with a napkin and I'll just like dig in, have some pie. So, yeah. So I we had pumpkin our, pie, though. Pumpkin pie, you could eat. You have to eat like fancy. You're like a little dollop of whipped cream. Like, but like apple pie, like two forks and a bib. Give it to me. <laughs> I agree. I think that's the perfect way to eat pie. So we okay, had so what were you done with pie? Where yes. did we go after we had we pie? We went off-roading. We went to the Anza Borrego. I think I'm saying that right. Anza Borrego State Park, which was about another 90 minutes. It's the biggest state park in California. And it is desert. It is out there in the middle of nowhere desert. So it's the kind of place that if you're really like that quiet desert thing, it's gorgeous. But it's the kind of place that Eileen and I thought, like, there are bodies out here. <laughs> like, oh, there's a lot of bodies out there. There's a lot of things we don't know about. Like, I, I 100% I'm like this. If you're going to die somewhere in the desert this is gonna be it this is where you see on the ads when they like wiley coyote it's 100 percent that it's also a place where there's not a bathroom anywhere to be found and to the end like the world is your bathroom when you're out there but like there's a lot of nothingness a there's lot. a lot of nothing and it's very and it was super super windy it felt like my the moisture was being just sucked directly from my it skin was. As I, I, was I think i was there. exfoliated just by leaving the truck it was like it a was little a, microdermabrasion situation from the sand yeah Yes, yes. So we drove the 2022 GMC Sierra 1500 AT4X off-road. We had to stop and air down. So yes. what is airing down, Nicole? So you're taking you're airing down to a level that you would never want to do if you were driving on the pavement. And the reason you what air are you down, airing down? Your tires. Your tires. So you're letting air out of your tires because it makes that contact patch, which is the tiny little square of rubber that is actually touching the pavement at any one time when you air down the tire like think it gets kind of fat at the bottom so you have a better it changes the shape of the contact patch it changes the shape so it's easier to drive in off-road situations you get keep traction better the trick of it is if you air down too much or you are then too aggressive when you drive it's easier to slide your tires accidentally right off the wheels which is not what you want to do so you it so it, it requires some finessing between how low you air down the tires and how aggressively you drive and don't do either one wrong or it's not a good day to be out in the desert so as if we're doing the limbo, I'm going to ask you, how low did we go? Um, depending on the tire, we went from 15, <laughs> uh, it was like 15, 16. The car next to us was like 
what was he at like 12 13 in his car so it was a pretty significant air down but we needed it because there were spots where there was very sort of silty sand that kind of thing that as soon as people go through it you have to ease up and let them go because you just have a cloud in front and of you need you. to keep moving too right you need to keep moving you don't stop when you get to portions like that but we also went through some rocks that actually to watch the tires go over the rocks it kind of looks like when you've got tracks on like yes. a tank yes and um, they sort of roll because they because they're aired down they sort of form over it instead of rolling they like they hug the little rocks it's kind of fun yeah. to watch yeah so we went from about th- well the truck on the way out there was had overinflated tires but that's a yes. different story for another day um and on the way back it was about 38 so we went from 38 to 15 16 11 12 depending on what it looks like and it was 102 degrees it so was it so it, hot yeah, it was so hot. It was so really, hot. really hot. And we, the spot that we went to where they, like, we drove out through this path and they went to a place called the Diablo Drop-Off, which is a little bit, it, it almost sounds scarier than it really is, but it is a sort of a narrow spot. Like, you can get the truck through it. There's room to spare, but it's narrow. And it's it's like, almost like you've carved out a little tiny road in there, but it's just dirt. There's no pavement. And it's uneven and you're pretty steep. And you go down this, you get to the end, and then you have sand. And it makes you think of, like, someplace like Glamis for a hot minute there, where there's just sand dunes so when you come back up this little bit of sand you have to keep that momentum or you're going to be stuck in the sand which we did watch someone not a gmc vehicle get stuck in the sand and had us sitting there while he got out of the sand for roughly 40 minutes and i did one i was ready to be like just we have like 20 trucks we've got to have a toe strap somebody help this man and get him out but um he did eventually manage to get himself out of where he was and we finished drive, but it was, it was very cool to drive it down. It was very cool to drive it back up and it it's controlled. You know, it does exact, it does what you want an off-road vehicle to do. That was some pretty serious off-roading. I mean, we watched another vehicle get stuck that should have been fine, but it got stuck. So, you know, you had to know what you were doing a little bit and you had to have a vehicle that could handle it. And the GMC Sierra 1500 AT4X did handle it. But it's not that it can handle it uh, just on its own, right? So how you have to be a good driver in addition to having uh, a good truck with enough technology. Right. Because that's kind of the whole thing. Like you have to be trained. You can't just go out there with a the truck and say, I'm going to do this because you will break the truck and you'll you, probably break yourself in the process. Yeah, because there's something to be said for learning how to off-road, even if you're not going to be this hardcore off-roader and you're going to go on the Rubicon Trail. If you want to be able to off-road and drive in the sand and drive over rocks and drive in the dirt and, and tackle some stuff where the fact that you have lockers actually matters and that you have four low actually matters because you need it. The first thing, don't just like buy fancy truck and go do that because you're going to get yourself into trouble. Buy fancy truck if you want to do that, but then go out with somebody who knows or have somebody who knows show you or go with a buddy who has been doing this for a while so he can teach you some stuff and he can show you some stuff and say, hey, when we go through here, when we go through there, this is how you need to do this. Do this. Don't do that. And then if you get stuck, you have someone who can help tow each other out if that happens. Don't just go do that kind of stuff by yourself. Buy an AT4X and do it. That's not the way to do it. No, and always make sure when you're going off-roading, especially in the desert, you be plenty of water. You bring food in case you get stuck. Um, you know, satellite radio, something like that, that you could actually uh, get in communication with emergency personnel if you need to. Um, that sort of thing is really important to have. We were lucky enough to be with a group of people. Right. But if you are off-roading by yourself, you do need to take take care of it, even if it's just two of you, um, to make sure that you are properly equipped. Never go into the desert unprepared. Bring plenty of water. Um, I know, like I said, you and I drank probably two gallons of water oh while we gosh. were out there. We drank so much water. So much. And it, you don't realize it because it's hot and it's dry and you just aren't sweating. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm running the bathroom every two minutes. You're just not. It's just like evaporating off of you. Well, and you realize how much water you've had to drink. Like normally when we get back to the hotel, you've got a cup of coffee sitting in the cup holder that's empty or a water bottle that's empty. And we literally looked and there's like just this smattering of water bottles all over the floor of the car. Like, wow, 
we did drink a lot of water while we were out there. <laughs> we used every single one of the cup holders in that vehicle and then some because there were some. But we did air back up. We aired back up to 38 uh, PSI and then we hit the highway home, which with the tires inflated to its proper amount, the truck was far easier to drive back. Yeah, far easier to drive. I was overinflated on the way out. Was it made it a little bit unwieldy in the corners, I guess is how you would say it. And then on the way back, properly inflated, much easier truck to drive. Yeah, and the steering still wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. It was a still it was still a little bit more of like I I turned the wheel and it just wasn't it just wasn't there. The truck wasn't going exactly where I wanted it to be. I don't expect it to be a sports car, uh, but I want a little bit more connected steering. But I mean, other than that, it was fine. I mean, it was great. I it was exactly as expected. But after being on the road for ten hours, yeah, it was we a got long back day. and like ten hours of driving is enough in general. But then also when you have the technical off roading part of it, your brain is constantly going. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when you're driving something you're not familiar with, you're always looking for road signs and landmarks and, and right. following directions. And because it's where we went, it's not somewhere you can put in the navigation system. You yeah. actually have to have specific directions. So it was a long day, but we got back, we showered. Because as you do, yes. and and washed the brown off of me and realized I was not nearly as tan as I had thought. I know. I'm like, and- oh my gosh, there's so much <laughs> sand on my body right now. <laughs> yeah. And we had made reservations the night before for a restaurant in Encitas that we had never tried before. So yeah, we had randomly driven by it when we were driving the Ultimate Denali Denali Ultimate, and it was the Solterra Winery and Kitchen. And because the drive day was over, and this was really our last day of six days of travel. It's like, yes. we're going to have a nice dinner. We're going to have a glass of wine. We're, it was fantastic. It was, and it we, literally is a winery in a kitchen. Like, like it is not, the name does not say yeah, anything else. It is quite descriptive. And they, they seat you at a wine barrel. So we had our wine barrel. And then because I ordered a charcuterie plate, because I like those, that was my dinner. They're like, well, that's not going to work on this little wine barrel. He'll come over to this larger <laughs> wine barrel. And it was very here. on theme. It was very, very on, on theme. theme. So we had that. It was a lovely dinner. And they had this guitarist and his name was Jason Joseph Jenkins, but you said he just goes by Joseph Jenkins, right? Isn't that his name? No, Jason Jenkins. Jason Jenkins. I mean, really that name like that. Jason Jenkins. He looked a little like Slash with the the really super curly, crazy hair. And good Lord, he would have given Slash a run for his money. The guy could play guitar. He was, was it a flamenco heavy metal guitarist? Is that how he described himself? That is is how he describes himself. And quite honestly, very appropriate. I know, take a minute. He played. Try to put that in your head. Flamenco, heavy metal. Now give it a second. Mash those together. Poof. You have Jason Joseph Jenkins. That's exactly what he did. And he played what? He played Stairway to Heaven, which was fantastic. Um, he played a number of things that were actually quite good. Passionately. A very passionate guitarist. He was into And then he came around and talked to everyone. And he was a super nice guy. Like, he was really... He... he Seems like he knows what he's doing. He obviously can play guitar, but he was having fun with it. He made it kind of a fun event for everyone. And it was kind of different because we were eating at a restaurant. And, you know, they do a restaurant. There's a guy on stage with a guitar. And you're like, oh, okay, we're in here, you know, American Pie or you know, whatever, like a million and a half times. This was actually different. And it was really well done. And I applaud them. And the food was phenomenal. The food was really good. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Apparently, there's these three. Did they say three little sisters? Like three? Yes, three sisters from Oaxaca. From That all do all of the food and they just they're tiny little things everyone kept saying they were little they're just I, apparently they're short they kept everyone who talked about like <laughs> they're calling them little these three little, three little and, sisters and they're like these three little sisters so they must be very short women but they make amazing food and i guess most of the food they like they come up with their recipes and this is all their 
their creations and the food really is fantastic. And it, it was neat because it feels like, you know, it's a kitchen and a winery and it could be super pretentious, but they had like a winery dog. He just wanders by his leash, just drag. I'm like, is that someone's like, Oh no, that's a winery dog dog. Just like chill. Just, it's very laid back. It's very chill. It's very yeah. chill. And so I had a skirt steak paella. That was amazing. Like I would eat that five days a week. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, cannot recommend the Solterra Winery and Kitchen enough. They yeah. have not paid us to say this. Um, no. You had wine, which was delicious. I had a glass of wine. I honestly don't even remember what he recommended. I told him what I wanted. He said, have this one. And I said, okay. And it was a fantastic glass of nice red wine. Um, I felt like if I was just there for a wine tasting, I easily would have just, okay, bring me five five reds. Let's try a little, little sip of each one. But no, I just nursed this one glass of wine that was delicious. I do think you would have fallen asleep at the table had you had any more wine. That's entirely possible because I think I almost fell asleep on the elevator on the way back up to the second floor. So <laughs> we got back to the hotel. <laughs> but yeah, they were great. The service was phenomenal. I mm-hmm. mean, I, we all know we're in labor shortages and all of that. The service right. was phenomenal. It was quick to get our food. Mm-hmm. The The entertainment was great. The space itself is great. It's easy to find. Parkins, it's a whole situation out there, but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, like I said, 10 out of 10, recommend Solterra Winery and Kitchen and looking forward to getting back there next time we're in Cetus, which knowing you and I will not be that far not off. Not be that long. I would totally go there again. I would go to Solterra in a heartbeat. That was really, that was good stuff. Yeah. So where are we off to next week? This next week. This week, week. This week. It's the end of this week. We go to upstate New York. New York. Upstate New York. Upstate New York. <laughs> New York. I haven't even had any wine. I'm just drinking a cup of tea. Uh, upstate New York with Mercedes. So we will be there towards the end of the week. We're going and to go drive the new C-Class, right? Yes. That's what it says on my itinerary? I believe it's the C-Class. Uh, my itinerary currently I'm looking at says Mercedes, so I'll know when I get there. Uh, so <laughs> that's sort of how it's working these days. Um, and then... We go on more travels. I'm going down to Nashville where we'll be having hot chicken and also driving a whole bunch of Hyundai EVs. And Eileen, where do you go? I go to Germany. And I also Ooh. go to Switzerland. And I also Ooh. go to Italy. Ooh. It's a good trip. It's a really yeah. good trip. I'm looking forward to it. I'm driving a brand new BMW electric vehicle, which I'll tell you guys more about next time. Um, yes. And I'm also going to a Concorde Elegance. And I'm going to Lake Como. I'm going to go see if I can find George Clooney, as one does, naturally. Of course. And um, I mean, Amal's fine and all, but I mean, really there for George. Really, it's all uh, about George. I, and if he has any friends that are in town, I'd like to see them as well. I mean, I hear he's got nice people. Um, and then, you know, we'll have all that more coming up on the next episode. Yes, in the next episode, that's it. That's all we got. Bye, everybody. Well, I'll say bye, everybody. Bye.